Hello, and welcome to Light Above Solitude, a podcast for the multifaceted soul currently in search of that special spark. I'm your host, Kalia. Light Above Solitude illuminates your path to self-discovery and growth on a soul level through mindset, holistic health, intentional living, and the exploration of elements and tools used in modern spirituality. This podcast is for the woman who doesn't feel completely safe to be authentic. I am here to tell you, you were born to stand out. I am ready to guide you out of solitude and into the light of hope, love, and freedom. I'm here to share stories and lessons learned on my journey from the dark side of depression into the light of alignment. I will also invite guests to chat on their expertise along the way, so make sure you stay connected at lightabovesolitude.com. All right, time to get lit. Welcome to my Owning My Truth series. I decided to start this podcast off with a little mini series I called Owning My Truth, where I give you a little insight on a few lessons and mindset shifts I have learned along the way. I thought this would be a good way for you to get to know me better before we got started. After this series, the podcast will transition into weekly episodes and include guest chats from time to time. So let's dive in. Hello, I have another Owning My Truth series uh, segment for you. I'm calling this one, I am not a contradiction. I am a multifaceted human. (laughs) So what does multifaceted mean? It means that you have many sides and many aspects to you. And then a lot of times it's talking about gems. If you think of a crystal or a gem, a diamond that's cut, a regular diamond cut, um, it has so many different sides, so many different sides. And really what that means, um, what that does for the diamond is that it illuminates light from many different, it catches your eye and that sparkle. Um, from all the different sides and all the different facets that makes you more appealing to something, right? So that's what I'm going to talk about today. We are all multifaceted humans. That is what it it means. That is the definition of being human. We have so many different sides and aspects to us. So at one point... And time in our lives, we start comparing ourselves to other people. We start listening to people who don't get to wake up in our heads every day. In fact, I might even have to do an episode about that. Um, It's one of the quotes from my mentor that really ring true a lot of the times and repeats in my head often is my mentor always says, you are the only one who gets to wake up in your head. In other words, no one else has to live with the consequences of your thoughts, your actions, your feelings. So make sure that you're doing those things that are really serving you and adding value to your life because nobody else gets to wake up in your head. So as some of you know, um, and if not, I am a multiracial, multicultural woman 
I personally identify with Hawaiian and white, although my father in very Hawaiian fashion is what I like to call a mutt since I come from the dog. My, my business is dog related, so I relate a lot of things using dog analogies and dog puns just the way I like to think of things and of course my favorite breed is a mixed breed <laughs> probably because that's what I identify as so if ever I say mixed breed or mutt in this um in any of my platforms those are complete complete terms of endearment I say them with the utmost love of my heart because all of my animals pretty much have been mixed breeds. All of my animals have been, all of my dogs have been mutts because that's usually a dog term. But I identify as a mixed breed. <laughs> but in human speak, that would be multiracial, multicultural, um, like inter interracial humans. So my father, in true Hawaiian fashion, the mixing pot that Hawaii is, is a mutt. He claimed everything from Chinese, uh, and he claimed predominantly Hawaiian because that is something that uh, he grew up in Hawaii, he born and raised in Hawaii, um, the dominant culture. Um, but if you ask him his heritage and his, um, uh, his background, he would say Hawaiian, Chinese, Portuguese, Filipino, Dutch, um, even his mother claimed to be Puerto Rican on my father's birth certificate, which was very interesting. I'm not sure if he knew that. Um, when my dad passed to get his death certificate, we needed to find a copy of his birth certificate, which was a little bit difficult because my dad was born before Hawaii was a state, so it technically wasn't a birth certificate. Um... I forget the term that they called it, but they didn't call it a birth certificate. Either way, his mom was listed on his birth certificate as Puerto Rican. So in that aspect, I honestly am not sure what is in my blood quantum, <laughs> which makes it even more fun, but also growing up even more confusing. Um, I really only ever uh, identified as Hawaiian and white. And um, that's what I mark on all my census forms, all those things that people want to know your race. I am very happy to say that Native Pacific Islander and or Native Hawaiian is now an option on the racial forms. And I believe that didn't really become a thing until I want to say five-ish years ago. Before that, I would claim an Asian mix. So... I always wanted to make sure that both of my sides, if possible, were acknowledged, especially in the census forms where it really counted. Um, if I was, which luckily not many people do it anymore, but if I was forced to claim one side, um, one race, I would always claim Hawaiian because that is the minority and the thing that needs to be able to be perpetuated, if that makes sense. So anyway, that being said, it was really, really hard for me as a child who grew up in a predominantly white, small town, 
um, and school. And I never really felt like I fit in. Like there was just something about me. People noticed that I looked different. People noticed that my facial features were a little bit different, you know, just the subtleties that children pick up on. And um, that really kind of played on my psyche a little bit. I didn't feel like I fully fit in to my, um, my school, my group of friends, my town. There was something about me that stood out. But then also because my father left Hawaii for the Navy and then he ended up settling in Washington State, um, I was, this was way before me, I didn't come along until later and therefore I have been born, I was born and raised in Washington State. That alone also plays on my ability to really own the fact that I'm Hawaiian because a lot of people that I have talked to, I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying the people that I have encountered in my life, um, don't see Hawaii as a heritage or a race. They see it as a place. So it was always this constant battle of, oh, you have a pretty name. Where is it from? Where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. And, and giving them the answer of I'm from Washington State was never good enough. Um, and that's really hard in itself. People should learn to ask the correct questions. But I know that isn't um, as easy as said. But ultimately, I knew they were getting at what is your ethnicity? What is your heritage? Um, so I would say I am Hawaiian and people would be so excited because, you know, they just went to Hawaii or they had gone to Hawaii. They love it. Who doesn't go to Hawaii and love it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, I know there's few people. I know a lot of people who don't enjoy the heat and other things. But when I say, oh, I'm Hawaiian and they go, oh, how long have you lived there? That was always this like oh, I hope they don't ask. Because in my experience, as soon as I say I'm born and raised in Washington State, they would turn off. They'd just be like, oh. In one instance, I have always had Hawaiian decal stickers on my cars. And um, one time somebody asked me, how long have you lived in Hawaii? And... <laughs> I said I hadn't. My father is Hawaiian and I was born and raised in Washington. I got the comment, oh, so you just have stickers on your car then. Which was devastating and equally angering to me. And I just wanted to scream at some of those people and say that Hawaii, Hawaiian people are a people, are a race, are a heritage. Just because I hadn't lived in Hawaii does not change my blood quantum or the culture I associate with. And I didn't know how to really express that in a way that most people would understand. I had a hard time expressing things like that as a child. And it threw me into this identity crisis, that I was always trying to balance myself to be what 
I would assimilate, basically. I would assimilate to what was around me. I lost myself in relationships. I lost myself in work. I lost myself in the people I hung out with. I would just become whatever they wanted me to become because I felt like I was a contradiction. I couldn't be Hawaiian because I had never lived there. I don't have connections to Hawaii. My family um, on my father's side aren't close. And so I do have family over there. I just do not know them. Um, I've met a couple of them, but, um, and other than, um, my dad made sure that we learned our heritage and got my sister and I into hula dancing at a young age. Other than hula dancing, I didn't really feel like I was enough Hawaiian for people to justify it to people. Um, and the same goes with my interests. I've always felt like a contradiction with my interests. I, I grew up in a small town country, um, country town, and I just love farmland. I love countryside, but my Hawaiian side of me loves tropical and beaches and ocean. And you can't really have those two. I mean, Hawaii does have a lot of farmlands and country, <clears throat> but it's hard to really nail down what kind of person you are. And I fought with myself over that. I, f I listened to the voices in my head that, oh, so you just have a sticker on your car. Oh, you never lived there. Oh, you just have a pretty name or whatever those things were that I would buy into. And I would never fully accept the fact that I can be all these things. I don't have to fit into a box. In fact, just like a diamond, that multifaceted shape, they don't just sit there. They shine. They pick up every light. They pick up everything around them and reflect that back to the world. And they really embrace the fact that they're using every side of themselves to become that whole, unique, beautiful cut stone that they are. And that's why people love them. People love diamonds because they're shiny, right? Like, I'm not really a diamond person, but I get the appeal. Like, I, it, they're gorgeous. And why that? why is that? Because they're not cut from they're not cut a slab. They're cut multifaceted so that they can be able to show their uniqueness on all sides. I used to joke about things. Like I would have to find ways to bring humor into my life to give a nod to the fact that I had contradicting interests. In like simple icebreaker things. Like for example, you know, people, icebreaker questions, they ask you, what kind of music do you listen to? Or blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> I told people that my iPod was full of crap. <laughs> and they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, my iPod is full of crap, country and rap. Those things are not supposed to go together. But I have always secretly loved both. And I wouldn't admit that to anyone who wasn't interested in both or who wasn't, you know, if somebody listened to country, I wouldn't necessarily admit to them that I listened to rap and vice versa. And it's like, 
I'd have to justify it and make excuses for my interests instead of being like, I listen to all sorts of music. It doesn't matter. I would tell people, my iPods, my iPod's full of country and rap. Crap. <laughs> Which, I mean, it is funny. And I enjoyed saying it. But I said it for the wrong reasons. I said it because I was afraid that people would make fun of my contradiction, my contradicting interests, my contradicting sides of myself. And I I had to block that some way. Humor and and niceness and all these things ha had become my my defense mechanism. I was afraid that people were going to give me those comments that I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough the way I was. My interests weren't niched down enough to where they should be. They didn't make sense for the type of person I was. The type of person I looked like. I want to tell you guys that you need to find the truth behind all of those lies. The, tr the truth is that you are a multifaceted human being that needs to embrace every side of themselves because you are uniquely and beautifully made. You are made to stand out, to shine bright like that diamond because if you were cut, if we were all cut to be uncontradicting to just like what goes with what goes what you know if I was only I was placed in a predominantly white countryside town if I only liked country music if I only liked farmlands if I only wore cowboy boots if I only wore denim I love all those things that would be acceptable right but I also love visiting the city going to the beach wearing nice dresses that I could not wear in the barn. <laughs> all these things. It's okay to be all the things. And I don't know, somewhere along the line, we start comparing ourselves to others who seem very secure in their identity and we start questioning our own identity. Why can't I embrace Hawaiian? Why can't I embrace, <clears throat> excuse me, embrace being of different ethnicities. In fact, not even quite knowing how many races are compiling me. Like, I honestly couldn't tell you what I am. But I can tell you that I am Kalia. I like the things I like. And I want you to like me because I like many different things. And that's the way it should be. I want everyone to find the true meaning of themselves, be able to embrace that for what it is, stop comparing. Comparison will be the death of us. I don't know who said that. It is a quote somewhere that comparison will be the death of humanity or something like that. It will be. Because once we start conforming, we are all going to be the same. We're going to sooner or later just mold into one person. And how boring would that be? How boring. We'd be missing out on so many beautiful things. So many people have creative sparks, creative ideas. So many people are doing all this beautiful work that takes guts. It takes you to show up your authentic, beautiful, perfectly made self, telling the world that you might not like this thing, but I like this thing, and I am going to do this endeavor. I might not fit into the way you see me, 
but it fits into the way I see me. And that's what we need to stick to. That is our truth. We need to come into our own personal truth. And that's why I'm trying to work through these Owning My Truth series. That is why it is okay to stand up and say things that people don't really want to hear, even though you know it's true. It took a lot out me. It took a lot out of me to stand up in public and and state right out and tell people, I am grateful. I am thankful for my father's passing. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Excuse me. <laughs> Nobody wants. Everyone's. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for my loss too. But you know what? I am so much more thankful. I miss him every day, every single day. But that's a little tangent. What I'm getting at is that we as human beings are designed to be uniquely ourselves. That is why we each have our own set of fingerprints that are uniquely to us. Our unique identifying qualities, our identifying interests, our identifying way to show up to the world, to speak to the world, to give them the things that we've produced. If you're an artist, if you're a creator, those things are all unique to you. And we cannot continue to assimilate because you're afraid to be viewed as a contradiction. We cannot continue to wear a mask and hide and blend into our surroundings because we are afraid to be viewed as a contradiction. So, <laughs> I think I'm done with my soapbox, but I want you, this is one of these truths that you can own as well. A lot of my truths series has been owning things in my past that have brought me shame and guilt and heartache and bringing them to light for a higher lesson and a higher purpose. This one right here, this lesson that I learned and that I'm still learning about how deeply my identity crisis has hit me. Go back and check out my My Name is Kalia Owning My Truth series, and that'll dive a little bit into more of this identity crisis. But this truth is one that we all can claim. And I want you to really sit and think about this thought and bring it into your heart. I want you to own your truth that you are not a contradiction you are a multifaceted human being. And I love you for that. We all should love each other for that. That is what makes the world beautiful. Just like your diamond shining bright because it has all those angled cuts. Shine your light brightly because you're the only one cut the way you are. And if you are not shining at your brightest, you are doing the world a disservice. All right, guys. Until next time, I love you so much. And I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming 
your light. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You do not need outside validation anymore. Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. If you love what you heard today and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected, but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support keeps the content flowing and my platforms as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com support. While you're there, check out all the ways we can connect further with details on my monthly membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right-hand corner. Until next time, friends, I love you.